0: Hello and welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business so you can live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. My name is Joshua Steik and I am joined, as always, by Luke Acrey. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Oh, 2019, hit that sound. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I hope that's not an indication of how our year is going to go. This is literally, what is this? This is the party noise maker... On YouTube, if you go to youtube.com and you just Google party, or say Google, if you just YouTube party noisemaker. I cut that off, dude. That's annoying. Jeez, Happy New Year. Josh is loving this. I've never seen him laugh so hard at a sound. Happy New Year. I
0: asked Jesse before we started the podcast Do we have any noisemakers? Because we always have fun stuff in our content. So we didn't have any on hand. So I had to find something for us. But Happy New Year, everybody. This is releasing on New Year's 2019. 2018? Yes. Tomorrow will be I'm going to say
1: welcome to 2019. But yes. You're technically correct. We are still technically in 2018.
0: <laughs> so guess what we're going to talk about? Marketing plans. That's it. New year goal. Hit the up. noise. Come here? on, man.
1: Yeah, perfect. Marketing plans. Oh my gosh, if that's how you feel about your marketing plan, you are doomed. <laughs> Listen to him laugh. All of our crew in here is just cracking up. I promise you guys, we have not had anything to drink. Last that's um, on Friday. Yeah, right. that's on Friday. We have beer cart Fridays. Nothing to drink. We're going to talk about marketing plans.
0: We are. We're to. We've talked about you know how to lay out your smart goals. We've talked about how to do your New Year's resolutions. We've talked about yep. how to do a marketing budget in general. But really, kind of tying all that together and hoping to. Uh, help start you guys off on the right foot here in 2019. You have to, you have to have a marketing plan.
1: Yeah, you have to, because your marketing plan, I always say to people, and I said this on a webinar that I did and I'll plug the webinar shamelessly. But if you guys want to learn about creating a marketing budget, creating a marketing plan, I did a webinar. It's on our uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash reminder media. Yep. But it is, if you feel that you don't know what you're going to do when you get out of the bed in the morning and your feet hit the ground, I, I hear this so often. That's why I reference it all the time. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I talk to that they go. The hardest part is just understanding where to put their focus in their time. Yeah. If you don't know that your marketing plan, which is ultimately sales and marketing, are literally if you can't if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see my fingers are like crossed. But they are just like the same sales yeah. and marketing. Marketing is obviously to drive sales, and sales is you know you're getting your sales from your marketing. But your marketing plan is your roadmap. Mm -hmm. It really will dictate for you exactly what you should do, But more importantly, it will allow you to see and project your results that you're hoping to get and then the cost of what it's going to cost you to get there and will help you to strategically think. And we just went through this. We went through, what, two months of this? Yep. Two and a half months of this where we were strategically planning. It took us a long time to really narrow down
0: what is our sales goal and how are we going to get there, which is the marketing plan. Yeah. I mean, the biggest mistake that uh, I see people making, we see people making all the time that we've made in. our own business is uh, you either start off the year with kind of a goal in mind, like you have how many sales you need to get or how much revenue you need to generate to hit your goals. And regardless of where those goals came from, if you did the math and you want to do it as a percentage based on growth or you want to do it because you know you, know you need to make X amount for the year to eat and yeah. you know, to pay mm-hmm. your bills, whatever that whatever that number is, and then you go into the year with no idea how to do that no other specifics. than- I know what I kind of did last year, so I'm going to do more of that and I'm going to try new things. And like the biggest mistake we see in marketing and advertising is, you know, a new idea will come along and you'll, you'll chase that idea. Yeah. You know, so Facebook ads was, it's still big, but it was certainly a huge topic a year or so ago. And so what so many people started doing is they would, they would just start running Facebook ads and they would stop and they would say, well, you know, I tried Facebook ads, but it didn't work for me. Yep. It's like, oh, great. Well, you know, how many leads did you generate from those ads? Like, well, I generated five leads, but, you know, they were all bad. None of them, none of them were good right. leads. Oh, right. cool. How long did you run your ad for? And how much did you spend? Yeah. How much did you spend? Well, I ran it for a week and I spent a hundred bucks. It's like, Okay what were you hoping to get out yep. of hundred bucks in a week of running an ad? Yep. That's not a plan. That's not, that's not a, um, a know, strategy what, what you would want to go into your year with now. And I think we'll, we'll probably dig a little bit deeper, but obviously you want to look at what happened last year. Yep. That's this your is where situational your analysis. From. You
1: want to do a situation where, where, where are you at currently? What did your company do? Your, your best indicator of future performance is past performance, yep. right? So it's your best indicator and you start there and that, Analy... Analyzation? Wait, how do you say that word? How Anal- analysis? Ana- there you go. Analyzation. Yeah. I just made a, a new minute. word. <laughs> Wait I a minute. I made it. No. <laughs> and, uh, but an- uh, the analysis of where you're at. Oh, right, are you going to hit the sound? Hit I the tried. sound effect, man.
0: The, Somehow I the muted it. The word I made. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> analyzation. <laughs> that sounds terrible when you say it five times fast. The analysis you do of last year will really help you and enable you to identify new opportunities. One of the things that became really clear for us in our strategic planning was that, holy crap, we're not going to be able to hit our goals. Or I I take that back. We're not going to be able to hit where we want to be. Right. Right? It was very clear, unless we do something new, We're going to grow well and we're going to grow at a good rate, but we're not going to do what we really want to do, which is, you know, get our company to that hundred million dollar mark and everything like that. So it it helps you identify right away. Unless I do something different, I'm not going to be able to uh, get where I want to. I want to make a point that you said on the Facebook ads where everybody jumped onto that. I'm going to just give you guys a teaser and you can mark my words. The same thing is happening with video right now everywhere I turn, every conference I go to, every person I listen to and is saying, you got to be on video. You got to be doing video. You got to be doing video. I think it's great. I guarantee you, all of you are running to video with no plan in place. Yeah. And you're going to do video thinking that this guru told you to do video marketing. And I think video marketing is good. But, but marketing has to be very logical. It has to be results driven and this is the specifics you're talking about. You gotta have a plan and this is when you set your marketing goal or when you do your marketing plan. You can't set a marketing plan without that goal in mind that you hold yourself accountable to because doing video Awesome. I'm glad. It's the hip thing to do in marketing today. But if you don't have some type of benchmark that you're measuring yourself against or something you're expecting to see, good luck. Good luck, man. I talked to a guy last night about this when I was out to dinner. He's a business owner. And he was so upset because he's doing – he's hired two people in social media. Mm. And they're doing all these posts and everything like that. But he's so upset because – He's like, what is that doing for me? Mm-hmm. Is that actually getting me orders? Is that actually? And when they tested it, it didn't really show that it was getting them orders. It was? Uh, it wasn't. Was it not. wasn't okay. getting them orders. And so he, he goes, everybody's telling me I should be on social media. Everybody's telling me that I should be doing this. And I was trying to explain that you should be on social media. But he's like, but it's not getting me orders. He had the right mindset. That's why this is a super successful guy because there was nothing he wants to do that's not pragmatic and logical that leads back to the revenue. And that's the point we'll probably talk about today on the marketing, you know, planning your marketing budget, you got to lead with revenue. But the point I wanted to make is that what you said about Facebook ads, people are doing the same today with video.
0: Yeah. They're doing the same. Today so I mean, your video. strategy for how you hope to convert that effort into leads and ultimately, like if you're running Facebook ads or, or if you're doing video for leads, you're doing it for the wrong reason because the only reason you should be doing anything in your business is for sales. Yes. And that's, Dude, that's
1: a great, great point.
0: And so Can we if, quote that <laughs> if you're doing anything for leads. You're doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah. That's a great so point. those five leads that you okay. got in that one week that you tried Facebook that one time, I mean, that's, that's not an effort or, or your, your, your reaction to that. Well, was, well, the leads were bad. Well, why were they bad? Well, because they weren't looking to buy or they already had a real estate agent or they weren't ready to sell yet. Right. So you're you're basing it off of the qualification of those leads in that moment. What if you ran that ad for 90 days, and you spent what's 12 times, uh, so 1,200 bucks, okay. right? And you got five leads every week for 90 days. So then that would be 60 leads, right? Mm-hmm. 12 times five. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to check. I have to check my. I'm ch- going to bring out the calculator. I have dude. a. I'll fact
1: fourth- check them, ladies and gentlemen, don't worry because I can't do it on the fly. I was. Home I have a fourth school,
0: grader you know? and a second <laughs> grader. And so I have to check their homework. And so my daughter's getting into like long multi like multiplication and long division. Just in case anybody was wondering, the calculator does say it's 60. It's, Good job, Josh. <laughs> so I have to check her homework and I'm looking over at it and I've got my phone. Every parent out there is doing this. Don't judge me people. But I'm down here on my calculator doing the division really quick. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, that's right, honey. Or, or nope, that one's wrong. Do it again. Yeah, do it again. Yeah, but what's wrong with it?
1: Try Look again. At it again. Go through the process. <laughs> that's so good.
0: <laughs> but no, think about that. That's 60 people now that you have an opportunity to make a connection with. And are you tracking where they're at? Because if you're doing it, if you're running Facebook ads or you're running any marketing in an effort to get a transaction the next day or within the same time frame of which you're running your marketing, yeah, you'll never be successful. You'll never do yeah, it. Yeah. So allow, and and especially with digital advertising, because you're dealing with with other platforms that have to optimize and find the right audience and get people warmed up. They have to see your ad a certain amount of times. So let that thing run for 90 days. And this is where the planning comes into play. Because if you wake up one day and you watch a webinar, and we have a great webinar on creating Facebook ads, but if you watch that webinar and you go do one of those three ads without any end in mind... You know you're beginning with the beginning in mind. you have to start with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. What is your end goal and that for me would be after a year's time yep I want to see how many how many uh, transactions I've had from that ad I want to see how many referrals I've gotten from that ad and I want to see how many names I now have in my database that I have a relationship with from that ad because if you spend 1200 bucks over ninety days and you think that you can then after a year eighteen months because we know how long the home buying process is or any mm-hmm. really service based you know, sales uh, cycle, sales cycle is, uh, you're going to make, you're going to make mm-hmm. tenfold, tenfold yep. your money, potentially on that fivefold. Yep. If, if that was worth it to you, would you do that? You know, mm-hmm. would you invest that $1,200? Who would not I think have, most yes. people would say yes, but that's where the planning comes into place because you have to say, okay, for the first quarter of this year and plan it out where it makes sense for the seasonality of your business. You probably don't wanna be running a bunch of new marketing or advertising during your busiest time because you're gonna be serving your clients. You're not going to be responding to Facebook ads. You're not gonna be following up on emails, unless you have a staff and you can delegate some of this stuff. But use the times when maybe your business isn't as busy but you still think that there's going to be people on looking for whatever service you provide. And then take that three months, take that money, commit it to that time period Start it and stop it now. If it's if it's working, if you're seeing a media success, then of course don't stop it. You know you yep. want to let that that let that roll, but then track those throughout the rest of the year, and that's one part of your planning. Now that's just one part of adding Correct. something new yep. to
1: your marketing. Plan. Well, you're hitting on you know why why do people need a marketing plan? So if you don't have one. It's uh, you don't believe in it. You Like, I mean, or maybe it's you're lazy and you haven't put in the work to do it. But if you don't have one right now, it's a lot. A lot of it's your belief that you don't think it's really going to be the secret that helps you. A couple points that I would give you of why you need a marketing plan. Josh is touching on one of them, which is tying it to tangible goals, being able to tie your task to tangible goals. And I'll explain that. I believe if you set out your marketing plan, it's going to help you identify new opportunities or the need for new opportunities. That's what it did for us this year. What it did for us very clearly when we went through and said, hey, here's here's where we want to get to or here's what we believe we can do this year based upon our past um, performance. It was very clear the revenue number that was staring at us from that Excel doc was not the revenue number that any of us want to be at. And so it became very apparent that we need to go after new opportunities. We have to go after new opportunities to grow. That's what a marketing plan will ultimately leads you to is going, hey, you're not going to be able to get there just on past performance and even enhancing past performance a little bit. Like if you closed 10 deals last year from doing, you know, 100 phone calls a day, How much are you going to have to increase your phone calls in order to get 20 deals? I mean, you're going to have to do 200 phone calls a day. So it leads you to identifying where you need to increase your opportunities. Second, enables you to be more strategic, not lost in the day-to-day, right? So if you're hitting the ground and you're running after fixing a contract, going after a buyer, you're stuck in that day-to-day activity where if you have a marketing plan, it allows you to be a little bit more strategic, higher level. Third, I uh, noted that it outlines the cost and projected results, meaning... When you put together a marketing plan, you're automatically putting, here's the results I want to see. And then you can break down, and we're going to get into that a little bit on this podcast, but you can break down the cost of what it's going to take you to get there. Well, the goal there is
0: no surprises, right? There should be no surprises. There should be no, that's yep. why you're doing that. You're you're outlining what your cost is going to be. You're outlining what your projected results are going mm-hmm. to be. The only surprise, well, I wouldn't even say, if you're, if your projections fall short or come in high, of course, well, that's, they come in high. that's yeah. information, yep. but you're not surprised at what it costs. Right, correct. You're no, not all no, of a sudden agree. trying to scramble and figure, well, oh, where yep. am I going to get that money to, to spend on this? You're yep. budgeting for it.
1: But what you touched on um, at the, you know, just a few minutes ago was this idea of it ties a marketing plan ties all of your task to a tangible goal. Yeah, meaning. That problem that you, like the problem that I talked about where you don't know from day to day what you're going to be doing or do you ever find yourself getting to the end of the day and going, what did I do today? And did it really help progress and move the ball down the field? What that stems from is the lack of uh, preparation in the plan, meaning when you have a goal and you've reverse engineered how it takes to get to that goal, i.e. my goal is 10 sales. Out of those 10 sales, five of them are going to be referrals. The other five are going to be, I'm just make this up, FISBOs. Then you go, what does it take to get a referral? What does it take to get a FISBO? And it, obviously, you see where I'm going with this. It allows you to back all the way down to literally the hours in your day. I need to make 50 FISBO calls a day in order to get X number of FISBO appointments, in order to get X number of FISBO conversions, which gets me to my goal of five FISBOs closing in a year. Tying back the task to the tangible goal is key. So apply that to your marketing plan. I need to run X Facebook ads a day that get me five leads a week, that convert at whatever percentage, and it gets you into knowing that I'm not gonna do a single task that doesn't help or I don't know what goal it's tied to. Like ask yourself, did you do anything today? that wasn't tied to the end goal. Yes. And, oh, and if you did... I was supposed
0: to tell you that. Yeah, yeah,
1: okay. Josh did. Well, yeah, I know. So you don't <laughs> even get me started. I'm just kidding. But, the, if you, wh- why did you do that? Why
0: did you do that? That's what a marketing plan is supposed to guide you. Well, like. to, to, uh, that first example that you gave, you need 10 sales, five are going to come from Fizzbos, five from referrals, what do you need to get each? Then once you break it down to how many phone calls you have to make to get those Fizball, or Fizbo's to you. Yeah, those Fizzballs, Those Fizzballs out there, you know. balls. that's... <laughs> It sounds like a can. Ariel is like dying like laughing over here. She might be crying. I don't know. Yeah, but no. anyway. Do you have the bandwidth to make all of the calls required to get yep. those five? And pistols? what's the cost? And, and then what's the cost? And then your next level there is uh, what's your stretch goal? What would it take to get me to fifteen? And then what new opportunities do I have mm-hmm. available to me? To get to that 15. So one of those might be, well, I haven't tried Facebook advertising yet, so now I need to plan and budget for that. But do I? am I going to rely on Facebook to get me all those five? No, I need to diversify a little bit. Maybe introduce email marketing if you're not doing that. So you have these other branches out. Now, we have a great leads calculator that will include... In this, um, in the show notes for this podcast, that will give you some baseline numbers, I yep. think, in terms of what you're talking about from working Conversion backwards. rates. Conversion rates yep. that you can put in for emails and Facebook. And I think it has, um, it has our magazine. It has on our it. magazine, yep. It has postcards. Like it has a couple different pieces of marketing tools that you could put in there. But if you want to include phone calls, create a new tab, start mm-hmm. that for phone calls. If you want to try, e- um, any other type of marketing, video marketing. How many videos do I need to produce to get this many eyeballs on my brand to bring this many people to my site? Yep. How and many what's people my does conversion it take rate to bring site? to yep. my site to yep. get this many conversions on my email newsletter? How many emails do I need mm-hmm. to send to get this many people reaching out or converting ultimately to a listing appointment for me? And it's all what, what I love about the planning phase and this <laughs> sort of part of it. From a creative aspect is... It lets us get, and as a marketing team, we do this. As a content team, we do this. It lets us get all of the mechanics and the operations down on paper where we don't have to think, are we going to send an email out this week? Yep. We already know what email we're going to send out on December 22nd, 2019, right? Then it lets us channel all of our effort and energy mm-hmm. into a creative aspect of it. Mm. And what can we be doing from a creative a standpoint- point. Um, in our creative pipeline to keep that full, so that we're consistently putting out and testing new images, new copy, new ideas, coming up with new things to send to our clients that are hopefully adding value to them. Coming up with new ebooks or um, or infographics that are uh, creating value to those that are visiting our site, mm-hmm. and then it's just a matter of plugging in those things into the into the the um, times. That we've scheduled out for
1: that year it's interesting it's like as i'm listening to you talk and i'm and i'm thinking about what we're talking you are getting about getting bored and daydreaming now and i was daydreaming wow. out no what i kept thinking about man was Let me bring you back well the truth is <laughs> that noise is the most annoying noise in the world It's supposed to be a party noise it's annoying it's, no- it's like a duck call we're telling people you need to reverse engineer your goals and that's going to dictate for you where your marketing plan is. And that's the truth. It really is. And we have a whole webinar to do that. We have a leads calculator. But I kind of want to take a different route yeah. as I'm thinking yeah, yeah. about this and going, let's say you and I get into real estate in 2019 yes. or financial advising, because I'm, I'm telling you guys the truth, insurance, financial advising, real estate, you guys are doing technically different things, but you're in the people business, yep. right? And, and you got to be a great marketer. To be a great real estate agent, because you'll have ne- you'll never have the opportunity to be a real estate agent without being a great marketer yeah. first, right? Same with financial advising and all that stuff. What are some of the ideas mm-hmm. from a marketing perspective that you and I would do that these people that are listening to should yeah. in- implement in their plan? Like what would Luke Acre and Josh Steik do yep. in our marketplace? So now we know we've reverse engineered our
0: goals. We have a goal of you know twenty sales. Yep. Ha- what what are some of the things we would do? Two things I would do right away would be I would I would list out purely what the benefits of our service or product is. Nice.
1: I had that in my mind too. Good. Did you?
0: All right. Good, man. We we're on the You No, we didn't. This, this is, this is good. Okay. But I mean, uh, we know that like the features, it's your features value tell, proposition, your unique tell, right? value yeah. proposition. So my features as a real estate agent is I'm going to list your properties on this MLS and I'm going to post it on these social media sites. And I'm going to, and that's, that's all of my features, right? Mm-hmm. What are the benefits of using me as a realtor? That's where I would start. And I would break it down to what are the benefits of you Selling your home or what are the benefits mm-hmm. for you of buying a home? What are my clients' experience? Correct. Yes, yeah. We talked um, a little bit about, uh, I think maybe on the podcast with Leonard Schiffman, in terms of what do you as a real estate agent provide in a house, right? It's a financial investment. Mm. So that's one of the benefits potentially of yep. buying or selling your home would be uh, the, either the investment that you're making in a piece of property... Or the money that you would get from selling the piece of property. Yep. So that's a benefit, financial freedom. Another benefit is uh, it's, it's a place where you live and create memories, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to help you find that next place because you're starting a family. Yep. That you're going to start building a family and creating, creating memories with. And then the third piece is I can't remember, but I was on a roll. <laughs> <clears throat> So, so one is the financial, the other is the emotional,
1: the third. Is, <laughs> I really can't remember. The third, I believe he said, was the actual has to do with the actual house, the physical house. Maybe. Yeah, no, it was. I believe it was. You can go back and check it. Someone fact checked that. I was on a roll. The physical house. <laughs> Completely blank. It's one is emotional, one's financial, and one's actually like the house, like it's
0: uh, Well, it's shelter, right? right. So I guess that was it. it. It was shelter. It's it's actually the the roof over your head right? And I'm it's, not it's, sure if it was the roof over being your head, safe. but I'm
1: gonna, I'll go with that one. The roof over your head. We're going to get back on track here. <laughs> Let me move on when, to the next thing it, I would no, do. Okay. So you said unique value proposition. Let's bounce this back and forth. I'll take one, right? So first step in Josh's building a marketing plan, if he's a real estate agent or a financial advisory insurance agent going into 2019, is he puts down on paper his unique value proposition. Features, obviously everybody does, but what are the benefits that he has and what is his clients going to get? Love that. Second thing I would do, Because I would do that too. That's what my value proposition is. Second thing I would do is I would list out my database of people and I would call every single one of them and tell them my goal for 2019. So good. And and try to bring them into that goal and say, I would literally call Jesse up. And I would say, hey, Jesse, you want to check in, see how life was going, blah, 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 talk, happy new year, because it's a perfect time to call, and go, hey, by the way, wanted to tell you, I have a really lofty goal for myself in 2019. I was hoping maybe you could help me get there and be a part of it. Why would I do that at the beginning of the year? Oh, man, I have all year to update them <laughs> on where I'm at and my progress to my goal. I mean, imagine it, you're creating, if you have 200 people in your database, you're creating 200 accountability partners, and these people, if you keep in touch with them and update them on where you're at with your goal, they're going to become a part of it. And believe it or not, you're going to psychologically start convincing them to help you get there. Because can you imagine if your real estate agent right now was just that let you know their goal for the year and that you just, Hey, if you knew anybody, if you could help me get there and they kind of updated you as you go,
0: whew, it's powerful. It's that's crazy. I was powerful. we were so close. You went to people. I went to people in a different way because yep. I think you're more of the uh I'm, the relationship yeah. driven like you're thinking them who up. do I know, right? Yeah, who do I know? I'm, gonna I'm call thinking them up. of where are my where is my audience? Yeah. Right? So if I don't have a database of people yet, if I haven't if I haven't collected that, if I'm that new to the business or or Yeah, let's um, say you're a brand new agent completely coming completely brand new yep. or, or whatever. I don't have that, well, I don't that have a large stems from your role unique
1: value proposition. So what's your unique value proposition? Who do you want to work with? What's the audience you want to work with? You got to define the audience you're going to market it to your database
0: for veteran agents will tell you that so i'd start finding out where are they where mm-hmm. do they live what sites do they what do they visit what forms are they on what facebook groups yep. do they visit and of course you have to have an idea of who you're going after if i'm if i'm going after first-time home buyers yep right? And I've defined what at least my niche so will be. I ha, can. How do
1: you do that as an agent or financial advisor? Who are your database now? Who's your clients now? Right. So new agent, you get to decide. You're lucky. You get to decide based upon your unique value proposition, your personality, who do you want to work find your with. You're ni- saying find your niche. I'm who are your Brian clients I'm saying Brian Quigley right. can look really quickly. And Brian Quigley is my real estate agent. Yeah. Awesome, awesome guy. He's my. He works with seniors. He mostly works with seniors. So I don't know why he chose to work with me. I guess I look old. I don't know. But no, the point being is he... You're an he, old soul. Yeah, an old soul. The majority of his business the seniors he loves working with seniors and that's where he gets so what does he know now in his marketing plan he knows where his marketing budget's going to go, and he knows probably what he's going to have to do, to, uh, you know, from a marketing perspective to reach that audience, which is going to be different than millennials. Absolutely. Right. So, Absolutely. so you want to find out who you are. You want to list out your database, get to know them. You want to reach out to all of them and let you know you're in the
0: business. What next would you do? I start looking at what tools are available. Okay. What tools are available? What tools are available to reach that audience with the message that I've so let's put pick out the. the to make
1: this super tangible. Let's pick the audience we want to go after. What's the audience that Josh, the stay paid pals, would go? After
0: we'd probably really go after everybody, cool really cool like, people, just like us. We'd go yeah, after super
1: cool hip- people, hipsters, right? Yes. Okay. Let's figure out how we market the hipsters <laughs> on true. this podcast, okay? So, we're gonna go after hipsters. I'm hitting the coffee shops, yeah. Your ah, put the flowers in the coffee shops, okay? So, you got coffee shops is a place where hipsters go. Where else do hipsters go? Hipsters, um, don't hipsters like to like skateboard and do that type of stuff? I Am I know. thinking wrong about hipsters? No, maybe that's skater boys. I don't know. I'm not good. Well, I gotta Google. I, think you I would picked go- the wrong demographic. No, 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 no. This is good. I would Google. This is real life that's right here. Really good. I would Google hipsters. Yeah. And I mean, guys, we can use the tools that are in front of us. Let's say what the what does the Urban Dictionary say about hipsters? Hipsters are people that try too hard to be different. <laughs> oh, This is great. And generally, do think about their that they're being different by rejecting anything they deem to be too popular. All right, interesting. Okay, so
0: hipsters, I love Mumford and Sons. Okay, so we so Mumford and Sons concerts, that's where so they we show go. up. We go on Facebook and we start targeting people who like Mumford and Sons Boom. in our area. Yep. Right? So okay, so we had so two we're in King of we Prussia. Got, we just
1: got two tangible we're do marketing do People things in, in King of plant. Prussia
0: within this age range or or demographic, however we want to segment that down, that like Mumford and Sons.
1: Dude, we're getting closer. (laughs) Like, we're we're, it's funny, but the truth is, this is how it works, guys. Listening to this, this is literally how it works. This is literally if Josh and I were trying to go after hipsters, there's two things we've come up with so far: coffee shops, yep, because we believe coffee shops are where (laughs) hipsters are going to hang out, and then we have found out that they go to Mumford and some. What about craft beers? like craft
0: beers. Craft beers, beers, right? So they like craft beers. So you could target people on Facebook. Look for local breweries. Look for either people that like local breweries on Facebook or go visit local breweries. Yeah. For the sake of
1: of time, let's continue this on. So coffee shops, how would we market at a coffee shop? So there's two things I would do. One is use video. The other is use print. Mm. So at the video, I would actually go in and interview people of why they love this coffee shop. And I would do that on Facebook Live. I would put it up on my YouTube channel and my website. I my do that website. with every
0: coffee shop in town. Yep. And then kind of do like a, a comparison report on the coffee shops. Yep.
1: And maybe town. even buy a domain called um, King of Prussia Coffee.com. King, King or you know, co- I was gonna say we'll keep the best, you know, hipster coffee shops.com. Yeah. The best hipster coffee shops.com. <laughs> but I would look and say, where are there any websites or domains that make sense that people are searching for and going to, what is that um, Google AdWords? You can go to, do you know the site where you can go and see
0: what people are searching for? Uh, is, trends, I Google Trends. Google yeah. Trends, yeah. Trends.google.com. There you go, Trends. Yeah, you can, you can narrow com. it down to your area to a time frame.
1: Yeah, this is, um, if you guys don't know this, you can literally go to this website and see time frame. I didn't know that, but down yeah. to an area, down time frame and areas, what people are searching yeah. for. In your area, imagine that.
0: Like we do it for our content, we'll go back and say, "What do people search for in October?" And kind of go back, we we'll even go back a year or two to see if there's like a consistent. So thing where this people will help you for. is in
1: yeah. your SEO and stuff like that. If you you want to write articles with these keywords that people are searching for, right? Like that's that's the whole idea. So on your website, so that's another thing that I would do is I would make my website speak to people in the hipster demographic. <laughs> It's a little hilarious that we chose hipsters, <laughs> but make my website speak to the people in the hipster demographic. So my my website... Well, I've people
0: buying houses in skinny jeans, like I well, have pictures there of There you go. There you that. go. But you know Finals. what's so
1: funny is your brand really, really does matter your of colors. how you dress, of how you dress, how you carry yourself, the colors you choose. We we'll use Brian Quigley, for example, yep. as your realtor. As he if, is, he's, if he he's, was he's, in skinny jeans and his audience was seniors, do right. you think that's going to go over super well? Right. No. No, no, I just want to keep saying no, it's not going to go over well. All right, so I would do videos and I would do print. So I didn't talk about print at coffee shops. So obviously, we mentioned flyers. I think flyers would be an awesome one. I just thought of a third as I'm thinking about this. We're doing this marketing plan, we're targeting hipsters. Coffee shops, are we're going after doing an event at a coffee shop or doing an event. At a local brewery. And then what I would do at the event is I would have some takeaway, some sticky takeaway. I call it a sticky asset that they can take with them that would remind them of me as they carried it. I would have to do some more research on what hipsters want to hang on to. Maybe I would buy Mumford & Son CDs. Mm. I would buy Mumford & Son CDs. I would put- No, you'd have to get albums. you had to get vinyl. Oh, vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you are a hipster at heart, aren't you? I think you? I'm Dude, He knows yeah, I'm hipsters. I have, I have no idea about hipsters. You know hipsters. So buy vinyl albums, give them out. Yeah. At the, at the event. At the event. With a little note that says, looking for a home to listen to this yep. album. So there. So I need 20 deals. <laughs> That's pushing it, people. I need 20 deals, guys. Yeah. So my marketing plan, my audience is, I specialize in hipsters because, you know, it's just for some reason I connect to them. I know hipsters show up at coffee shops and they go to Mufford and Sons concerts just from Googling it real quick. Right. So now I'm going to do videos of interviewing all the conferences. How much is that going to cost me? So video you can do on your phone. So that's basically your phone cost. You know, whatever your phone is, you can mar- work that into Plus your marketing your budget yep. and then your time.
0: And then if you don't, I mean, if you can't edit it, you would go onto a site like Fiverr. you go into yep. a freelance site or find someone that can do that for you for, you know, 50 bucks, 100 50 bucks. So edit let's edit say I'm it, all in. You. No, yes, no, no, you do no. five of them. That's 500 plus your time. So you're all in 800 bucks. 800 bucks. So I'm filming. 800
1: bucks there. Um, that's the interview of coffee shops. Then I'm doing uh, flyers at coffee shops. Flyers are going to cost me a couple hundred bucks probably uh, yeah, for, you know, for 10, uh, probably less. You there's could, not that many coffee. shops. There's really not area. that many coffee yeah. shops, so probably less. Probably maybe
0: even fifty bucks. Yeah. Uh, for now some the event at there. the
1: brewery. The event's going to cost you a little bit more, so yep. you're going to need a couple thousand. Bring your mortgage dollars probably partner there. in
0: if yep. you've worked with a mortgage partner. Oh, are we yep. still brand new? We're still too we're, new to have a mortgage partner.
1: Well, no, we no because we still got to do that. We'll get to that. Okay. That's actually gotcha. a great, great thing in our marketing plan. We'll get to. So you know we're eight hundred plus another fifty. We're eight fifty plus a couple thousand. So we're two thousand eight hundred fifty bucks into yep. our marketing budget for a couple of events. And then we got Facebook ads, Facebook ads. How much would you spend a day on Facebook ads?
0: I would start with $20 a day.
1: Okay. I was going to say five bucks, but 20 bucks. I get that. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: 20, 20 bucks a day. Uh-oh. We're
1: almost out of time, ladies and gentlemen. We're going no, to have to No, that was the
0: bell up. that agreed with you.
1: Oh, that's the bell that agreed with me. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, $20 a day, And then, you know, run Facebook ads that target people in King of Prussia, PA, that like Craft Brewery, that like Mumford & Sons, that are looking to move. Oh, wait, Facebook removed that. I forgot. Facebook removed looking to move. Um, So maybe income levels, um, you know, look at that. Um, So I am only working with people that... You know, I actually know can buy a home. See what my audience range is there. Run an ad that tries to attract them. I would probably try to attract them to a landing page that has the ability to get like a free market analysis, or I would run a straight up branding ad, or I would have a listing um, that I'm advertising. So those are probably the three different Facebook ads I would run. I would run an ad that's that's pulling them to a, a free market analysis, pulling them to a listing or a list of listings because I've seen a list be really popular. And then, you know, maybe I could run a branding ad that brands me as the, you know, hipster realtor of choice. And I'd have to think through that ad. I'll tell maybe you, I yeah, mean, I'm dressed as, up in skinny jeans and take a picture. As we're
0: thinking through this, I mean, most, and I'm not sure if I'm overcharacterizing, most hipsters, from what I can recall... Are, are moving into that period of getting married, yep. having children, wanting to look for that first home. So you really are going to be tailored. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a demographic within a generation, really. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, I'm sure hipsters span multiple generations, but the primary mm-hmm. are probably in the millennial or mid to later millennial yep. generation. So these are the folks that are starting a family looking for their first home. So right there, that's your brand. Now your image, your you know what you wear and how you make yourself look. That's going to appeal to yep. their, to their uh, visual preference yep. or, or whatever. Um, well, just but, because but it's, it's it's the type of person and the type of purchase, the type of prospect that they come for you. Correct is where we would be looking to focus.
1: What? Why? I mean, because we're out of time. We're going to wrap this up. Unfortunately, yeah. we're out of time. But what I wanted to just kind part of part two next sho- year. Yeah, 2020. I mean, yeah, twenty twenty. I just wanted to show to you guys really quickly how it would look. To walk through this process, but here's what's super, super valuable and important, I think, in, in going through this is if you need 20 deals and you're, and you've seen you're doing video, do you think video is going to produce you 20 deals? And you, and you got to be really pragmatic. This is how I run a business. You got to be, you got to be real with yourself. Then what does it show? Mm, I'm going to need more ideas than just doing a video at a coffee shop. Because I can't really just bank that if I go out and interview coffee shops and people at coffee shops, that's going to produce 20 deals. Now, I can play in that that's going to help affect it. And I can go, maybe I'll get two deals from that because I'll meet people or something. Like it it helps you to be very pragmatic. And now you got a plan of action that's realistic. You can, you can, Calculate the cost out and you can start getting to the point where you go, wow, I need a bigger audience than hipsters because I'm not going to be able to to reach and see how it just as you reverse and think about it and reverse engineer things and literally just go through this process that seems simple, but so many people don't do it. You start easily seeing what you need to do. The audience needs to expand. The avenues need to expand. And you can take it, if you're not sure of the avenues, guys, think about it this way. We have a a playbook for real estate agents that list out the way they can generate leads. Think about it this way. Social media, websites, right, that you can advertise on, print marketing, right? You got... Um, social not social media cold calling because i mentioned uh, social media cold calling you got networking you got these type of mediums of marketing that you can walk through with your hipster audience you can go through and go how do I get hipsters by network? How networking? do I apply this? To How them, do I get hipsters right. by cold calling? Yeah. How do I get hipsters by social media? How do I get hipsters by going to seminars? How like, and is that even possible? Like you walk through, there's only so many mediums of marketing. Yeah. Walk through all of them with your audience and then, and then write out the ideas and then write out the cost anyways.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Make sure to go on to our uh, show notes for this podcast. You can find that at staypaidpodcast.com. You can also, I believe if you're listening to this in iTunes on your phone, swipe up on that cover art that album art you'll see the links. swipe up to the show notes there um but thank you so much for listening yes happy new year (laughs) josh is going to the
1: sound right now (laughs) don't let your marketing in 2019 be like this sound on josh's computer
0: (laughs) if you liked what you heard today here on stay paid and how could you not how could you not like that Please go on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and make sure to leave a comment. You can also find our podcast in video on YouTube.com/slash remindermedia or staypaidpodcast.com. Make sure to tell someone else about the podcast this year. We would certainly appreciate your new year's vote of confidence. And if you'd like to get hold of me or Luke, please email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or find us on Instagram or LinkedIn. And of course, you can check out Reminder Media on social media. We are at Reminder Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest. For this episode of Stay Paid, I am Joshua Steik,
1: And I'm Luke Acree, guys. And I'm going to give you this to work on for this action item of the Stay Paid podcast. Write down on a piece of paper. Maybe you already have it. If you do, just copy and paste it in. Basically, follow this train. My unique value proposition, my audience that I'm advertising to, and then going, okay, what's my goal? Okay, 20 sales is my goal. Then reverse engineer how you're going to get to those 20 sales from, and we'll put this in the show notes. We will put the mediums of ways you can, or categories, for lack of a better word, of ways you can market. And literally go through the process of going, my unique value proposition is X, my audience is Y, my goal is Z, and these are the different avenues I can market to these people in. Here's what I'm gonna do. And all of a sudden, at the end of that little exercise, you're gonna have a very high-level marketing plan that you can then put costs to. And then you can really look pragmatically at and go, well, I doubt that's gonna work. And you, it will identify new opportunities or the fact that you need to create new opportunities for you, and then will allow you to t- Tie every single task to that tangible goal, which is ultimately what you want to do, which puts you in the position to where you're running your business and your business is not running you. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. <laughs> 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 oh, You're killing me, Josh. Happy New Year yeah. everybody. Happy Happy new everybody. Take year. action this year. Take action on that today.